Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, and I am very excited to come to you today with another fresh new episode for your Friday. Man, I hope everybody's doing well. Um, welcome to the show. It has been a wild week here. Uh, not too crazy busy, but uh, we are in still in the drought. Uh, we had a we went into a drought probably a little over a month ago, maybe a month and a half. And it has been dry. I think uh, we've gone we've gone thirty days uh, without rain, and everything you are starting to tell um, is getting really really crispy out there. Grass is pretty much done growing. Um, we're cutting the tops off of stuff right now, but that's about it. Um, which kind of stinks because as even the, we're going to hit a really really good cold snap here for Alabama this weekend. Uh, we're going to go down into the I think high forties um, at nighttime, and then in the days we're going to be. Uh, low 70s, mid 70s. Uh, I think we might hit 80, but that's a sim, sub, uh, substantial drop from what we have had. And even with those cold temperatures, though, that would slow us down a little bit, slow the grass down. But if we would have had rain this whole time, we would still be cutting like it was July. Um, the last month has been hot. The last month has been 87s, 88s every day. So grass would have still been a rocking, uh, but we have lost some rain. Uh, we need to, we need some rain, but. It's all right. It is what it is. Uh, life goes on. And so we had an exceptionally wet summer uh, up to that point. We had rain like all the time. We had a big landscape job. We were on like for like three weeks because of that. Um, it was rough. It was rough uh, because it just rained all the time. For the first week of the job, we did tear out on Monday and then Tuesday through Friday, it poured the whole time we played in the mud. And so we couldn't even work two of the days. But uh, anyway, like I said, just rocking and rolling, kind of uh, just pushing through the the quote unquote drought the best we can. Stuff is getting dry. We're done with our biweekly yard. I mean, we're done with our weekly yards though. Uh, down here in the south, we do do a bunch of biweekly. Jump on my case. I don't really care. Uh, that's just what we do. It's the business model we run. Um, you can a little north of us, you can get uh, we all weekly yards. You have some fescue and stuff, but uh, down here, it's pretty much um, it's uh, it's it's a lot of biweekly stuff. That's just what the that's just what you do here. And so we push for weekly as much as we can. We I think we get maybe we might get fifteen or twenty customers pushed uh, transition over to weekly from May to through September, and then the rest are uh, biweekly. But our weeklies ended at the end of September, and so now we go back to biweekly from October through December. Uh, January is hit or miss. It just depends on what the weather does, how long the leaves take to fall. Um, January we usually can do a little bit, not a ton. February is our slowest month by far. Um, February is just, um, it's, uh, it's slow and winter's coming. We, we talked about that before on the podcast. We might get into that a little bit today, but the, the big thing is like, we just gotta be prepared for what's to come because it's coming pretty quickly. I can already see like how fast we're getting yards done and like schedules dwindling. So trying to get that, uh, 
filled in and kind of thickened up a little bit. But um, yeah, everything's good. Uh, I know y'all didn't ask, but that's just just a little update. Hope y'all are doing well. I uh, hope every everybody's coming to a, a good end of the mowing season. Leaves are right here. Leaves are right around the corner. Um, they're not far. They're, they're it's it's leaf season here uh, in Alabama. It is leaf season. Leaves are falling on every property that we have now. We're having to take a little extra time to blow them out of the beds, get them into the center of the yard before we start mowing. Um, which kind of stinks, but our philosophy, if you're new and you haven't heard uh, how we run things for leaf season, our leaves in the south, actually, um, they take a while to drop. They drop. They start dropping now, uh, end of September, beginning of October. They started a little early this year because of the drought. Uh, leaves They started falling because they're not holding on. They're starting to die off uh, and fall earlier. So they started earlier, but typically start in October, and they will f- keep falling all the way through December um, really into January. And so the, the oaks, the pin oaks hold on to their leaves ex- exceptionally long. Um, they hold on to their leaves ve- like a very long time. The maples usually drop theirs pretty quickly. Um, and, and most other trees around the area do as well, but the, the pin oaks just hold on and that's what we have a lot of around us. So, uh, that keeps us busy. We don't do one-time leaf cleanups typically. I know a lot of you guys put on leaf boxes and go do massive cleanups one time and charge $1,200 for a leaf cleanup because you're there all day. It's not the way we do it here. We keep our recurring schedule of bi-weekly all the way through uh, into, like I said, up till through Thanksgiving, really up to Christmas. Uh, we try to get everything looking good. We're typically doing most everything still at Thanksgiving, um, most, of, most of the stuff. And then by Christmas, we we are dialed off on the majority, but um, we still do some. And we just do that on a bi-weekly schedule. We just keep the leaves up. And what we do is, since we're not cutting grass, we just take that time and transition it into leaves. It usually works out to be around the same amount of time. It, it might take a little longer, but uh, by the end there, we're just mowing. Uh, we're just mulching a few leaves. So those are the visits. Those last two or three visits, we make up the time that we lost um, during this time. Because right now, we're still... We're still cutting grass, uh, and we are having to blow the leaves at the same time, so it takes a little longer, but uh, it's been what's worked best for us. Uh, I haven't really tried to do one-time cleanups. I, I don't even know that I want to. I, I, I enjoy the way we do it now. It keeps our recurring maintenance, that recurring revenue coming in, uh, and it's easy to just... The business just flows and operates pretty well uh, all the way through the ho- the holidays into the new year uh, this way. So, well, like I said, we just keep our same bi-weekly schedule all the way through uh, December, and we just transition that time from mowing into doing leaves. We keep the price the same, and that's how we that's how we handle it uh, usually. And so, if we have one yard that's like exceptional has an exceptional amount of trees and leaves, and um, it takes us an hour to mow it, but it takes us two hours to do leaves, then obviously um, we up the price there. But like I said, most of the time it's around the same amount of time to if we're just mulching leaves. So. Um, that's, that's how we do things. I, I know, again, I know you didn't ask for it, but that's just a little information. Maybe you're wondering how to do it. If you're kind of getting started, if you're, if your first leaf season, uh, if it's your first leaf season, then it, it can be intimidating. Uh, you don't know, you get people start asking if you, if you bag, if you don't bag, how do you do it? What do you do? You rake them? Uh, do you blow them to the street? What all, what all do you do? Uh, that's just our, our company operates that way. We mulch everything. Uh, we don't really blow to the street. We'll blow some to the street if the city comes and gets them, but, uh, typically they, the city's not going to, if the city ever sees you blow to the street, they're not going to get them. Uh, they want the homeowner to do that. But, uh, typically we just mulch them back into the yard, gives uh, the best nutrients back into the, back into the ground. And, uh, this, the cycle of life happens, uh, gives the nutrients back to the grass. The grass comes out greener in the spring and as uh, healthy through the year. So now that you have to, you have to take that and apply it to your yard. Like if you, like I said, if you have a yard that's covered with trees and like, there's so many leaves, you can't, 
stay on top of it, then yeah, mulching them might not be an option. But for us, since we're doing it so recurring, we're doing it every two weeks, then um, it never piles up so much that we can't mulch them back in and they'll erode and um, disintegrate back into the ground. So it is uh, it's what works for us. But uh, I tell you what, before we get rolling, uh, we're kind of already rolling, but I want to take a minute and say thank you to everyone who has left a review on the show. It uh, means the world to us there, like you say, all the time. It, it really does. Like It helps social proof the show. When people look at it, they say, oh, man, there's some good reviews here. And so uh, the last couple ones we had, one from Totter's Turf. You need to earmark this episode as the title. Uh, it says, dude, this podcast with Brian was great. This is one that needs to be earmarked for the future listeners. I absolutely love it when you guys get together and spit so much truth that was what we need to hear. Great job. Thank you, uh, Mr. Totter's Turf there. Uh, it's uh, it's an honor to be able to get on and have guests on like Brian come on and bring a bunch of knowledge out. Uh, I, those shows, I get is, I just get to sit back and listen and let them do their thing. And so that was a, what he's referencing there is me and Brian did a two-hour episode. Uh, it was long. It was late night, but it was a really good episode. A lot of crazy stuff in there, a lot of entertainment, but there was a ton of value packed in there. So um, that episode was probably two and a half, three weeks ago now, so go check that out. Uh, September the 18th, we had a Iowa Landscaper. Uh, the podcast has improved, and so uh, oh, this he actually left, so he's left two reviews, and this is good. He uh, left one that was constructive criticism earlier on in the year, and uh, I appreciate that, and so it kind of kicked us into gear, and he said the podcast improved, and so however, the past few episodes regarding Christmas lights and marriage Monday quality time has been some of the best content that we've heard, so thank you for him for uh, giving us a five-star there and, and helping us uh, get get the show back on track, you know, bringing hashtag all the value. Uh, Christmas Lights is the title for this one. Lawn Care for Fun and Profit left it and said, great show with Rory on Christmas Lights. This will be our first time doing that this year, and the information given was outstanding. So I love getting on guys on the show to do Christmas Light interviews. I think me and Rory will do an episode every year. Uh, we started that last year, maybe maybe two years ago i think it was last year that was when we first started we did our first uh, christmas episode and uh he's been Rory's kind of an og in the christmas light gang and so i uh, love to hear from him he brings a lot of value to the table there and then back on september the 7th uh grass king 38 is your business a joke episode was a real gut check that i needed jeremiah's podcast really spoke to me today keep cranking out that content relatable and real was the title of that one and so we appreciate that uh grass king 38 uh the that episode, I went kind of hard. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I went hard on that one. I, I tell you what, it was, it was one that I got passionate and fired up about. I got under some people's skin, probably there. I probably said some things I shouldn't have said, but uh, it's just truth. It's just truth right there. And so, go check those out. Uh, those are all good episodes that were referenced there. Episode with Brian was episode. Uh, let's see here. Episode two ninety seven was the one with Brian. And then let me pull up really quickly. The Is Your Business a Joke episode. It was episode uh, 291. Uh, 291 was that episode. It's titled Is Your Business Legit? And so those were those were some of our best episodes that we've had recently. So thank you to all of those guys that have left us a review. If you leave us a review, we will take some time to read those on the show. And um, like I said, it, it is much appreciated. I don't look, I don't overlook those. I read each and every one. Um, it hits home. It means the world to me that you take the time out of your day to do that. So thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, and keep on keep bringing them in here. Keep bringing the. Keep bringing them in uh, because when you do that, like I said, social proofs to show and helps get us out there to a bigger community. So I uh, posted a poll on Instagram, and this is real time. Posted a poll on Instagram yesterday asking about um, some things you'd want to hear discussed on the show. And I'm actually going to pull some of those for today's show because I, uh, I want to talk about things that are relevant, things that guys are wanting to hear about. And this is one 
you take a couple here. We're going to save a couple for some guest interviews, but some that I felt comfortable hitting on and giving my input on and the most, uh, the best way that I could uh, is here. We'll read a couple questions and hop into it. So uh, Elite Lawn Care, that's Blake, my boy Blake up there in Tennessee said, what are you doing? Um, what are you doing to be more efficient in your business? Little things and big things. Um, this is a show in and of itself. How can you make your business more efficient? Uh, maybe we harp on this. We might stay on this topic the rest of the show. I don't even know. But it's, uh, man, it's tough. It's tough to figure out how to be efficient in business. And looking back on the last two years, I've definitely, I definitely can pinpoint things where we have not been efficient and that areas that we really need to grow in going into 2024. Um, one of those is production from employees and routing and just making sure things get done effectively and efficiently. The routes get taken care of the right way. We don't do, um, we don't make a wrong turn here, make a wrong turn there. Uh, we don't backtrack to go get lunch and then go back to the job. Like those are things that we're having to work through. And that's part of me not being in the truck with them every day and then making their own decisions. And so that's, I'm okay with that. Like that, that, that happens. Um, but that's been a struggle this year was production. Production has been pretty tough. And so, efficiencies for that moving forward are going to be a lot of putting systems and operations in place. Um, and that's something that we're working with. We are actually working with boss side hustle, uh, Alicia Brinsel there. So if you need some help from her, go check her out on Instagram boss side hustle. Um, she's doing some coaching and things there, but, um, we are setting up with her and we're going to get some coaching for our business because I am going to reinvest and, learn myself because Alicia and uh, AJ run a a large, large uh, construction company and they have been in business for 12 years now. They have a lot of knowledge to give back. So I'm going to be a sponge and soak up from them. And hopefully this winter, we're going to put a lot of systems in place. And I have realized that if you start sending out employees on their own, you have to have things written down, underlined in black. So a very young child can understand them and you need to get it to where Anybody that jumps in that truck knows what to do for the day. And that's something that is very hard for a lot of us. A lot of us owner-operators, as you've been owner-operating for years and years, then you know you just have your way of doing things. You've done them that way. You know how they get done. And that's that. Well, that is not, it's not good. Uh, it, it works for you. Maybe if you're going to be an owner-operator for the rest of your life, maybe. But if you ever want to sell your business one day, if you ever want to scale and get out of the field just a little bit, you got to figure out how to get out of that mindset. And I hope to be able to speak to this more in the next six months, six to eight months, where I actually put legitimate systems and processes in place and operations because um, right now I'm searching. Right now I'm searching for what that is. What kind of routing is it? What kind of, is it clock in, clock out apps? What What is the best way? Is it keeping a board uh, for the guys to put down what needs? And, and the biggest thing that I see, uh, that I've seen this year is... And if you've listened to the show throughout the year, you, you've probably heard or seen that I, I haven't been in the field as much this year as far as the mowing goes. Um, the mowing for me was, man, I've, I've done very minimal of it, if I'm being totally honest. There were some weeks that I got out there and worked. I don't know that I've worked all five days in a week this whole this whole year, um, which is a huge blessing. Uh, that's something that we've worked for for the past three, four years of trying to get that point. But it really clicked for me two years ago when I messed my hand up about having to delegate and learning to delegate. And this year was our largest year for delegation. A hundred percent. 
it has not come without its challenges. We've definitely had challenges. I spent a lot of time cleaning up things this year, <laughs> literally and I mean uh, physically and um, what is I can't think of the word word just word just totally left me. But um, what is the word like metaphorically? I don't know. I don't know what the what the expression would be, but. Physically and mentally, I've spent a lot of time cleaning things up, uh, physically cleaning up glass and then mentally just cleaning up mistakes and errors that, uh, like I said, bad routing, production not getting done. I've, I've spent time fixing those things and trying to fix those things. And it's not to say we haven't had good guys. We had, we've had we had multiple guys in here this year. If I'm being honest, we had, uh, we've had we had a higher turnover rate than what I would like to have had. But it's part of growing. It's part of learning. Uh, the hiring process for me is something that I'm trying to figure out. That's something I'm looking forward to hearing from Alicia on, on that front of getting that process really dialed in because I'm a firm believer that I'm not, I'm not qualifying and vetting and really like expressing what I want in our hiring process, which I think is leading to turnover. Um, if you're going through turnover, then maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's you. And that's something I have to look at myself. Like I, I've done blaming other guys for their, for like mistakes and things like it's my fault. Like why, why are things not the way they are? Why are routes not getting done? Why is production not getting done? What is it? Why? Like it, it all comes back to me at some point. And you got to realize that as the business owner. Um, yeah. I mean, guys can goof off and waste time and, and that's something you have to nip in the bud and get figured out. But the majority of the time, it's probably something you could do better. Um, and if they're doing that, if they're wasting time, it's because you're not communicating clearly enough what you want, how you want it done and um, what incentives there are to get it done. And that's just the world we live in. People say, we well, shouldn't have to incentivize to, to work hard. Like I agree with you, but that's the world we live in. Uh, the world we live in is that you have to incentivize. You have to make sure that the guys are feel like they're being taken care of, being thought about um, and treated fairly. And so that's, uh, those are all things we're working through uh, is that hiring process but I was saying I spent a lot of time cleaning up messes, and uh, it's been a it's been a big thing figuring out how to be outside of the truck. And one of the efficiencies inefficiencies that we've dealt with is me not knowing when things break, and that's something that comes it falls back on me because there's no clear line of communication, there's no clear procedure system in place that says, "Hey, when something breaks, it goes in this it goes in this Google Drive or something like that." Or it goes on this whiteboard when you get home every day. Like, what? what is it? What system is it that this is relayed to me in a timely manner that we can get it fixed? And, and it's just, be, or if the blades need to be sharpened, then I need to know that ahead of time. I, I don't need to know that before we head out for our biggest job uh, a day later. Like, I need to know ahead of time, hey, blades are getting dull. We need to have these things sharpened um, and things like that. And so that's, those are all things we work with because there were times in the summer I would get on the truck to mow one day and I was like, man, what did this break? They were like, oh, two or three weeks ago. And it wasn't anything major. It's not like the mower broke, something on the mower broke and they just didn't tell me. It's just like little things, little things in the box truck. The the racks for the weed eaters, for example. We get cheap $10 racks from Home Depot because they sit inside the box or they hang in there. Well, these racks, the the weight of the weed eaters bouncing, the racks break. Um, that you they two if you two weed two racks per weed eater will get you through the year, no problem. Um, one is pushing it pretty much. If you keep it on one all year long, it's going to break at some point. So just be prepared for that if you do go that route. And if anybody has a better option besides equipment defender racks or green touch racks, like I'm not getting locking racks for inside the box truck. I'm, I'm just not, there's no need. And so, um, we just have these little simple racks from home Depot. And when these break, I, I got in there one day and there was like two unbroken and the weeders were laying on the floor. And like, 
I need to know when they're broken so I can go get new ones and the weed just can't hung back up the same way. Just little stuff like that. Little, little things. And so that falls back on me though. Like that falls back on me as the owner saying, what can I do to increase that efficiency? Because if I don't, we're just going to keep running circles. Like we talked about this on the last show with Philip. Like what is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. If I don't change anything, if I don't give them some way to improvise or improve their communication with me, then how am I supposed to expect them to tell me if something breaks? Like I'm not. And so it comes back on me and it comes back on you. If that's in your case, if it's your, that's your situation, put, take whatever it is and, and put it, apply it to you. Like it most likely comes back to you. And so, uh, it, it's all, it's so important to get around people who are thinking like this and trying to get better. They're like, that's, that's, I want to encourage you. That's why we do these round tables that we're doing now. And it's getting around like-minded business owners that are thinking the same way and trying to get better and grow because these type of conversations are the ones you get in with other, other business owners and you can learn so much. Like you can learn so much because if you spend the time to get around people that are thinking this way and trying to elevate their thought processes, then you, you in turn are going to think this way. And me and Savannah were actually having this conversation just the other day because we're talking about areas in our life we want to change. Personal development. Where do we want to go? Where does our family want to be in five to 10 years? Where do do we want to have a shop property? Like there's a lot of things in the works right now behind the scenes that we're trying to get figured out. And it's like, we have to realize if we are not surrounding ourselves with people who are trying to do bigger and better things than we are, we are going to stay in the same spot or move backwards. And you as the business owner... If you want to grow, you have to surround yourself with the right people. And I know that's preached over and over and over again, but it can't be preached enough because somebody will listen to the show today. It could be in five years from now, but somebody's going to listen to this and you're going to say, wow, that actually hits home. Like, cause I'm talking to you, like I'm talking to you that's out mowing today. I'm talking to you that's sitting in the office on the computer. Um, like I'm talking to you. I'm talking to myself. If you want to change get around different people. If you want your business to grow, get around the right people. And you, you show your friends, you show me, if you show me your friends, you I'll show you your future. Like all this is the same cliche quotes. All, you can name them all day long, but it's facts. Like it's true that those quotes wouldn't be around for so long if they weren't true. So take the time, invest that. And, and it doesn't even, you don't have to join some massive like networking mastermind group. That's $2,000 a year or $5,000 a year. Like, Get around other business owners in your community that are trying to go better and grow and go bigger. Because here's the thing: if you get around people who are trying to stay the same, you're not going to go anywhere. I'm sorry, bad always brings good down. Like I've never seen good bring bad up in a situation. I've just never seen it happen. I'm sure there's some out there, but I've personally never seen it. It's always been when good is around bad, bad always brings good down. Good never brings bad up to its level. And you, it's like in sports when I would coach and and when I would play as well, I would say this and it was so true. Like you play to the level of your competition. When you play a bad team, you play bad. When you play a good team, you play good. Like you play, we played, we always played so much better when we played a team that we were supposed to get blown out by. We went to a tournament in Tennessee the last year that I coached and we played a team that had like four college commits. Uh, and, and, And remind, mind you, I'm just, I'm coaching a homeschool basketball team. We have decent athletes, but our tallest guys are, we have one six six guy and two six three guys. And that's it. Like, you sound like that's really tall. That's not tall in the grand scheme of high school basketball, varsity level basketball. 
Um, we were playing guys that were 6'9", 6'10", 6'11". They had two of those. They were both going to play college, and they had another kid, another uh, shooting guard that was uh, about 6'2", 6'3", that was going to play college as well. We got matched up against them in this tournament. We played them better than we played all year long against mediocre competition. We played them better because that was the best competition we had played, and we played to the level of our competition. Like We went into halftime. We were only down by like 10, I think. And it was, a, it was a game we should have lost by 50. I think we ended up losing by 30. But still, we played them 10 times better than we would have if we would have just played some Joe Blow team that was like mediocre around our uh, skill level. We played 10 times better. And that's just that's just the way life is. And that's the way it is in your life as well. If you're, if you're owning a business, get around people who are trying to grow bigger businesses. And it doesn't... Growing bigger businesses does not mean growing in necessarily number-wise. Like, growing your business means growing your business efficiently and effectively. Like, what can you do to change the way your business operates to make it a better business? And you don't have to be bigger. Just grow better. And because bigger isn't always better. That's the thing. Like, if I can run a lawn and landscape company with three or four employees and them run things in the field and me run things in the office and send out estimates and sell work, like, I'm pretty content with that. I don't have to be massive, but I can still be doing pretty good. And it's like, you got to remember that bigger is not always better and you can't get your mindset on numbers. Like, you can set yourself a sales goal, but just because you hit a million dollars or you make it a lot more realistic for most guys listening, just because you hit $150,000 in revenue doesn't mean you're doing good. You can make $100,000 and make a lot less and make a lot more profit and you, that would be considered better. Like it's all about what you take home at the end of the day. So there's nothing profound in what I'm saying, but it's just like how crucial and important is it to be around the right people, to surround yourself with the right community. And, and I say this leading up to equip uh, in the fact of like, you've got to get around people who are trying to, grow their businesses. And, and I and I talked about this in our roundtable, and I talked about this on the podcast with Philip, and I'm going to talk about it again today, and I'm going to step on some toes. You got to get out of the mindset of, hey, I'm really good at cutting grass. Cool. Be good at cutting grass. I'm good at cutting grass. I'm very good at it. I'm talented. I'm good at weeding. I'm good at edging. Cool. That's not going to get you anywhere in life down the road. I'm sorry to tell you. It's not going to get you to where you want to be if you're looking, searching for higher things. If you want to be a high-level business owner, being good at cutting grass isn't going to get you there. You know what's going to get you there? Being good at managing people. Being good at hiring people. Being good at implementing systems and processes in your business so things flow freely when you're not there. Do you want to keep the cash flowing this winter? Head over to LauntrepreneurAcademy.com and check out all of Brian Fullerton's new courses and powerful resources to get you cashing in on that white gold through plowing snow. The Snow Plowing Training Course is easy to understand and you'll learn what it takes to do the job effectively and how to bid, price, and estimate snow plowing for both residential and commercial properties. LawEntrepreneurAcademy.com has three new resources to take the hassle and guesswork out of securing your snow removal jobs, plus there's eye-catching marketing materials that can help you secure new clients quickly. Ready to crush the snow game this year? Visit LawEntrepreneurAcademy.com or use the link in the podcast description. When I'm in Louisville, Kentucky at Equip Expo, is my business going to run smoothly without me being there? And this is me preaching to myself because I'm already, I'm already like, I already know things are going to come up when I'm gone because I haven't 
gotten everything situated the way I'm supposed to. And so that's the six, the next six, eight, 10 months for me is huge because next year I plan to be totally out of the field mowing. Like I, I don't, I don't want to mow a yard next year and I want to have a business plan put in place to where my business operates that way. And that comes down to, I have to sell more work. I have to be better at estimating. I have to be better at closing. I have to be a better employer. Like there's so many things that go into that, but I have to sit back and look at myself and say, what do I need to do differently? It's pretty simple. It's, it's, the, 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 the steps are not complex. It's just taking the time to actually do it and be consistent at it and put your head down and say, hey, this is, this is the way I want to do it. And so I hope that resonates with somebody because you can't go to Equip looking for the best mower to, so you can cut the grass the best. Like, cool, nice, shiny equipment, awesome. You need to go to Equip to get around people who you see once a year that are running $5 million companies or $500,000 companies that are churning profit and making a life for themselves as a business owner who are at Equip while their team is back home running and operating. That, that is how you grow your business. Not, hey, let me get better at striping. Listen to anybody who's owned a big business. Listen to anybody who's owned a big business. What will they say? If you ask, if you ask, ask, like, if you ask anybody who is running a big business successfully and is actively growing, ask them what equipment they run. You know what their answer is going to be? Oh, I don't know. They're all the same to me. It gets, it gets the job done. Like, I, I can count multiple people. Sam Rankin, uh, Corey Ballard, Lee Remains. Like, I can count multiple people who will tell you, I don't know what we run. Like, we, it doesn't matter. Like, a mower is a mower. As long as it's reliable, you just... You do it. You put it out there and you and it cuts the grass for you. It's it makes the money. It doesn't have to be the nicest and the newest. And it doesn't matter what the brand is. Just find something that's reliable that works and put it to work. And stop worrying that about having the nicest, newest laser Z, Z930M, turf tiger, cheetah, right, standard, walk behind, sit down. Like there's no point. Like find a mower that is reliable. That cuts grass, find a string trimmer that is reliable that cuts grass, find a blower that is reliable, that blows leaves, that blows clippings, and put them to work. And find people that can operate them. That is your big issues. Your big issue isn't finding a mower that runs. Your big issue is finding somebody who knows how to run the mower. And you're not going to figure that out until you figure out how to successfully hire people. And this is, again, me preaching to myself. Until I put somebody in place who can who knows how to do simple basic landscape jobs I'm going to be in the field doing landscaping should I be doing that no that is not that's it's, sorry it's not that's not it I invested in a skid steer this year a mini skid steer this year I invested in dump trailer I invested in equipment I'm in this thing but my time is better spent growing my businesses growing my portfolio growing brighter bins growing real estate portfolio Growing, growing green landscapes. And what does that do? It's, it's building a team. And I can't build a team by worrying about how good I cut grass or how good I clean trash cans. It's, it, it, it is simple, guys. Like, I don't want to keep sitting here going over beating a dead horse. But when you talk about efficiencies in your business and getting ready for win, to go through wintertime, like, wintertime is the time to work on this stuff. And we're going to do some podcasts in, once we get into, like, legit winter 
when you're plowing snow at 3 a.m. that I hope you listen to that are like, hey, you need to be doing this stuff right now. You need to be implementing CRMs. You need to be onboarding. You need to be going through all these processes while you have the time. Because when spring rush hits in 2024, I want everybody to be prepared, more prepared than they ever have been in their business. That would make me more happy than anything to know that guys are out prepared, ready to rock it, ready to crush it, ready to take their businesses to another level because they put in the work, they put in the time, and they made the changes that they needed to change. They figured out where their inefficiencies were. They read reports. They put places, things in place. And they go into 2024 like with one leg up, ready to stomp the world and just crush that year. And whatever you do, laying pavers, spreading gravel, tearing down trees, mowing grass, planting plants, whatever it is. I know it's a little hard hitting today. It's a little in your face again. But guys, it's, it's just like, it's facts. Like, it's facts. And I'm not here to be pretty and flashy and tell you all the good stuff that you want to hear. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and preach to you, hey, go buy the newest mower at Equip. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to run your business into the ground. You might not be, you might not, you might not go to a million dollars listening to this podcast, but what you're not going to do is if you take value, I mean, if you take these principles that we talk about and you implement them into your business and you actually value what we talk about in our guests, your business should not fail. It shouldn't. There's too much, there's too much good content, not even for myself, just from other guys out there who are rocking business that I've learned from, that I've grown from. Those are the ones that, you should be learning from. And we are honored to have them on the show all the time. goes back to what I said in the beginning, having Brian on the show. Like when we get to have guests like that, it makes my day. I hope these shows bring some value to you. It's just real. It's real. It's raw. It's relatable. That's it. That's what we're here for to make your business better, to grow your life, to grow your finances, to grow your marriage to grow in parenthood. Like that's what I'm learning and growing through right now. Like trying to grow parenthood, growing a marriage, growing a family. If your business is booming, cool. But if you have no family, then what's it for? There's not like, what's it for? And that, that's all that, that's it. That's all I got to leave you with today. Uh, it, there's no crazy way to leave the show. There's no anything else to hit on really hard. It's just the fact of, if you want to be efficient in your business, you got to take the necessary steps to do it. Put your head to the pavement, grind it out over the next six to eight months, put systems in place. We're going to have a lot more content coming out talking about this stuff because I know you want details. I want details when we talk about this th- these things. Um, we're going to do that, but you just got to realize it starts with you. It starts with you as the business owner. If, if you don't change, if you don't change your circle of friends, if you don't change your influence, your business won't change either. All right. Hope everybody has a great weekend. If you're listening to this thing live, um, we equip is literally just over a week away. We can't wait to see you there. It's going to be an awesome time. It's going to be so much fun networking, hanging out with people. Um, hopefully get to get some podcasts in the schedule is going to be crazy, but I do want to get some podcasts in while we're there. So maybe we can make that happen across the board for, uh, get a few people on, but uh, yeah, that's it. I think Equip Expo, if you want to get in, still 50% off. Use code GG50 to get you in for 25 bucks at the moment. I think that ends October the 15th. Um, so if you don't do it now, then your time is running out. So do that. 
and we look forward to seeing everybody there. Thanks to Brian for partnering with us uh, in Entrepreneur Academy. Everything they do there means the world that they uh, get behind the show, get behind what we do, and uh, I, I get behind them. Like that's we, we get behind each other. We push each other. We grow each other. Uh, we hopefully grow each other's businesses. And I hope that you can do the same from those resources there. They've grown my business. I know they can grow yours. You just have to, like I said, start with you. Take the time. Go invest. Uh, invest in Entrepreneur Academy Live. It's two hundred dollar ticket. You, you're if you're going by yourself, you're all in, all done for fifteen hundred bucks. Um, flights, food, stay, everything for the most part. You can be there and back for fifteen hundred bucks, um, two thousand max, and that is a great investment. Like people pay professionals that are going to be speaking at this conference. People pay people of their level a thousand, two thousand dollars an hour, an hour you get to have access for them to them for a whole day and much less all the other business owners that are there in attendance that you get to talk to Friday night at the meetups. Uh, I mean, at the uh, sports complex all day, Saturday at the event at the round tables that you're sitting at, you got eight, eight person round tables that you're with. You get to talk to them Sunday at the breakout sessions, like so much value there. So much value there for 1500, 2000 bucks. You can't beat it. Um, go check that out. Get those tickets there. Launchmanacademy.com. And we look forward to seeing you up there in Novi, Michigan on November the 11th. So, without any further ado, guys, that's going to wrap this episode up. Thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to catching up with everybody here on the next one. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Podcast. It is an honor to have you listening, and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.